Hello, hello, hello. It's Thursday and it's Bible study time. Come on in, come on in and join us for Bible study. We welcome you. Please go ahead and share with your friends. Let them know that Pastor Gwen is on and that it's Bible study time. It's time for us to get into the Word. Today has been a great day has been a beautiful day, somewhat a little hazy, cloudy on our end. I don't know about yours, but even so, it has been a wonderful day. Uh, we are going to give you just a few moments to go ahead and get on and to like us, to share with us. We know we want to see your hearts tonight. If we're speaking the truth, if we're teaching the truth, then we need to see those hearts tonight. But come on in, come on in, and uh, so that we can get started with the word for tonight, Bible study. Truly, it is Bible study time. Hello, Minister Jessica Carolyn. Thank you for joining. To God be the glory. Uh, let us pray. Most gracious and all wise God, we come to you right now with humble hearts. So we just want to say thank you, O Lord, for the peace, for the joy, for your presence that exudes all around as we go about doing our daily chores and activities. There's a peace about it, and we know that that peace is you. So, Lord, we thank you for it. Oh, Heavenly Father, we pray that something we've said, something we've done, in some way has touched someone's life this day to help to steer them in the right direction. And that right direction we know is you. So, Lord, as we go into this word tonight, we ask, oh, Heavenly Father, that you make less of Pastor Gwen and that you use Pastor Gwen, oh, Heavenly Father, to bring forth the teaching of your word as you would have it done. Not as Pastor Gwen would have it done, but as you would have it done. Oh, Heavenly Father, that it might reach the masses and find them just where they are and grant unto them just what it is that they need. Go with us now, Lord. Give us spiritual ears to hear, spiritual hearts to receive, and then a spiritual will to do what the word says voice in jesus name that we pray amen amen and amen it's word time we've been talking about uh the fruit of the spirit so we've been in galatians 5 verses 22 through 23 and it tells us that the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, and, and because they are, are just one, you know, uh, it takes all of them, they're combined, you know, and that's what makes it so good. They're just like a rubber ball tightly woven together, and each band is interconnected. Yeah, and so each uh, has its own purpose, but it's all just one. Didn't say the fruits of the Spirit, but he said the fruit of the Spirit. 
is comprised of all of those. And so um, we have uh, discussed and shared with you and talked about love. We've talked about joy. And last week we talked about peace. And so tonight we're going to talk about patience. How many of you need a little bit more patience? Oh, I know I do. I know I do. I need patience. Uh, you ever, hello, Evangelist Howard, thank you for joining. If you ever have to go to the grocery store, you need some patience. You have to go get some gas, you need some patience. You ever have to go to a, a takeout, uh, a drive-in for food, you need some patience. Yeah, we need patience. Uh, uh, just dealing with family, friends, we need some patience. Yeah, dealing with ourselves sometimes, we just need some patience. Uh, so you see, we don't see much patience in the world today, not even in the church. And then maybe part of the reason is our fast-paced, uh, our want-it-now culture. Hello, Pamela Anderson, out of Winston-Salem. Thank you for joining us. But Christians have everything we need. We have everything that we need to be patient. Uh, because we have what? And who do we have? We have the Holy Spirit living in us, longing to display his character to those around us. And so, so people, when they're patient, when they're patient, they put up with circumstances and they put up with other people even when they're severely tried yeah because you know some people can really try you you know uh if, if you're not going off on the deep end as they say like they want you to you know uh being turned into that person that they want you to be then they just keep pushing like they put as other folks you say they're pushing your buttons just keep pushing your buttons trying to get you to react uh but when you are patient, when you are patient, you display endurance. Hello, Belinda Coleman out of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Minister Renee Bell. Oh, so glad to have all of you tonight. And so patient people display endurance. They display long suffering and perseverance. And so when we read in the New Testament, uh, the New Testament connects patience with sharing the gospel. It says that God is patient as he waits for the lost to come to him. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, it says, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you. He's not slow. He's being patient with you. Aren't you glad that God is patient with you? I know I am, because you see, he doesn't want any of us to perish, but he wants all of us to come to what? To come to repentance. And so the word says that he calls his people to be patient as they extend the offer of salvation to Christ and to others. And so that's why we got to be patient with our brothers and our sisters. We got to be patient with those kin folks. We got to be patient with those children. We got to be patient with that husband, that wife. You know that aren't there yet? There you, you see that their their lives are not there yet. But you just keep right on praying. Don't you give up on them. 
because God did not give up on you. So you just keep right on praying for them and watch what God does as you be patient. And so we, we, we find that when we read Romans 12 and 12, it says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, meaning right there that you're going to go through some things, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And then Romans 8 and 25 says, but if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So what is it that you're waiting for with patience? What is it that it seems like, wow, Lord, you got to give me a little bit more patience because it's taking a little longer than I thought. Patience. And, and so what does the Bible, what does the Bible teach us about patience? When we read the word of God, what, what does the Bible say? Well, you have to know that patience is not easy to demonstrate. Looking for the perfect job. You know, you're waiting for a life partner. Who am I talking to? Uh, those who are hoping to conceive children. Talk about patience now. Being the victim of an injustice. Long lines at the checkout counter. And what about that bumper to bumper traffic? Wow, I, I've never seen so much traffic in Pitt County than I have here lately. And I'm like, where are all these people coming from? And so uh, those are just a few situations in which it is easy to be impatient. And often we can even feel that our impatience is a righteous anger in the race or in the face, that is, of irritations and trials going through some things and you feel like, okay, I don't have to wait on this. I, I just go somewhere else and get what I want. You know, it is human to feel this impatience, but we are called to trust in God's divine timing, his sovereignty and love. And so the Bible praises patience. And it lists it as a part of what? The fruit of the Spirit. And, and this is built up, in this, this part of the fruit of the Spirit, patience, is built up in us when we follow Christ. And so, though patience is often associated with waiting, and waiting is often associated with passivity or a gentle tolerance, the biblical meaning of patience does not imply passivity, being passive. Most of the Greek words translated as patience in the New Testament are active and robust. And when you read Hebrews 12 and 1, it provides an example of this. Note that patience in this verse is translated to endurance. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And listen now, 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Persevering in a race takes endurance. And followers, we as followers of Christ, we are similarly, we, 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 we are expected to endure trials. You know, they tell you trials can come. You just got to go through it. Go ahead. You go through it. You are expected to endure. To be on the lookout for promises to be fulfilled and to have self-discipline when reaching for a goal. This is a patient stance, but it's not a passive one. Because you see, our, our human nature is not inclined towards patience. <laughs> Do you agree? Our human nature is not inclined towards patience. We must make the choice to build patience in our character. And so as with everything else, we need God's strength and we need his grace to develop this fruit in our lives. And so the trials that we face we have to know that they are opportunities for us to perfect our patience through Christ's support. We are called to rest in God's perfect timing. See, his timing is not our timing, which is beyond our linear understanding when we face unfairness and wicked schemes. When those things happen, those things happen, we 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 tend to get a little <laughs> uh a little upset, don't we? We um tend to want to take things into our own hands and and do it as as we we say our way. <laughs> but that is not what God would have us to do. He would have us to have patience. And so as we continue through in life, as we continue day by day, we, we're going to find that we need what? We need a little bit more patience. We, we need more than we possibly even ever thought that we would need. And so our development of patience, it hinges on our hope that the coming of the Lord is at hand and that the Lord is good to those who wait on him. Because He's coming. Be patient. Because he's coming. Because he's coming doing what? He's coming seeking the soul. And so, I want to share with you now uh, possibly three steps, three things that 
three things that um, will help us with our patience, with uh, us enduring. Yeah. First of all, we need to thank God. Did you take time to just set aside some time today? Did you have enough patience within you to take some time to thank him? Because we are called to first give thanks to God in all situations, in all situations, for his unwavering love and his support. And so then number two, the second thing is that we have to seek his purpose. Do you have enough patience that you just stop? Just stop. Lord, what is it that you will have me to do this day? Because you see, we may endure hardships for many reasons according to God's will. And sometimes we experience trials that we might be a witness to God's redeeming love. Or sometimes you have to know that you just might go through a painful event so that you can learn greater dependence on him. Learn that it's not about you. And so the third thing is that we have to remember God's promises. Romans 8 and 28 reminds us that God works for the good of those who love him. God, he's always working for your behalf. He's working for the good of those who love him. And we can rest in this promise when we feel stuck in the midst of pain, when we feel stuck in the midst of hardship. And the Bible, you read the Bible, you're going to find that it contains numerous examples of people who were characterized by their patience in the face of trial. Job. Job is one of the greatest stories of a man acting in patience instead of disobedience to God. Job. Job. Who they said was a man after who? God's own heart. God's own heart. Yeah. And James mentions Job and also the prophets when he gives us examples of how we are to act when we are in difficult situations. Get a chance, you read James 5, verses 10 through 11. You see, Job was finally rewarded his dependence on God. And Abraham, Abraham also having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. So you see, Jesus, 
Jesus exhibited patience as well when he was led to the cross. But when we think of patience and think of ourselves, you see, our natural response is impatience and frustration. But since we have been made new creations in Christ, that's what we profess, then we can practice developing patience because we have the strength of God and the hope in God's promise to always work in our favor. That we have it to lean on while we develop this difficult characteristic. It's not easy sometimes to be patient. Romans 2 and 7 reassures us that to those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. And so when we look at Job, we say that Job is what? Job is the personification of patience. And, and rightly so. Yeah, he is. Remember, he endured the loss of his possessions. He endured the loss of his children. He endured the loss of his health and his wife's support. But Job took it patiently. Could you have done that? Could you have done that? You know, when Job's wife told him to curse God and die, Job responded to her. But, but he, he didn't lose it. Job simply looked at her and said, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive evil? You see, Job knew God had control over his situation and his suffering. He had the patience to wait for the unfolding of God's plan. Going so far as to say, though he slay me, I will hope in him. And then there was Jeremiah. He's another great example of patience. You remember Jeremiah prophesied to the nation of Judah for 40 years and no one listened. How impatient do we get when even our Children, our spouses don't listen to us. But instead of giving up, he wept. The word says he wept. He cried over the foolish people who refused to turn from their sin. And God forbade Jeremiah to marry. Jeremiah's friends abandoned him and his message so riled the people that they threw him into a cistern. 
They got so upset with him because he wanted them to turn from their wicked ways. He wanted them to receive the promise of a savior. But then there's Moses. You see, Moses had the job of gathering a few million slaves, teaching them a, a new religion and forming them into a great nation. And at every turn, you found those Israelites that did their best to frustrate Moses. First thing, you know, they were complaining about the food. Then they start threatening that they were going to return to Egypt. And then they began to challenge Moses' authority. It reached the point that God offered Moses a deal. That he would destroy the rebellious Israelites and make Moses the father of a great nation. But Moses interceded for the unruly rebels. Here's another one. Looking out for your brother. Are you your brother's and sister's keeper? And he, Moses replied, Oh Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Talk about patience. Moses had it. Moses had his lapses, of course. You remember in Exodus 32 and 19, it said, as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dance and Moses' anger burned hot and he threw the tablets out of his hand and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Yeah. Then in Numbers 28 through 11, it says, take the staff and assemble the congregation you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff before them. And when he did, Moses lifted up his hand and he struck the rock with his staff twice and water came out abundantly and the congregation drunk the water and even their livestock drank it. The greatest example though that I think of patience however and as a believer, I would say, yeah, you would think so too, is God himself. Because you see, God's patience 
leads us to repentance. Romans 2 and 4 says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? That's why God is kind. He's loving to us. He's striving. He, he wants us to, to repent. And then Romans 9 and 22 says, God's patience saves us from judgment. What if God, designed to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? God does not want to destroy you. And you have to know that it's okay, just wait. Wait because God's patience completely changes lives. His timing is not your timing. And you have to also know that God's patience gives us, gives you and I salvation. First, second Peter 3 and 15 says that to us to count the patience of the Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. You see, without God's patience, None of us, none of us will live long enough to come to a saving relationship with Jesus. His patience has a purpose. It is to delay judgment so that we can seek him and escape judgment. You know, the prophets reflected this patience and we should too. Because judgment, we have to know. We have to know judgment is coming. If you don't get anything else tonight, <laughs> get that. Judgment is coming. But even now, the Lord is. With all this going on in this world. With all that's going on that's right, with all that's going on that is wrong, God is patient toward us. He's not wishing that any of us should perish, but that all of us should reach repentance. And through the Spirit's power, you and I, that Spirit that dwells within us, you and I, we can display the same patience to others. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. But we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit working within us. Therefore, 
If you haven't, then you need to repent. Ask God to forgive you of your wrongdoings. We have all sinned and come short. That's why each and every day before we lay our head on that pillow to go to sleep, we should be saying, Lord, forgive me. Been it wrong, I've done this day. Restore me. You haven't done that. Then you can do it right now. Just cry out, Lord. Thank you for being patient with me. I know I'm a sinner. I, I'm a wretch undone. I acknowledge that I'm not who I should be. I know that. I want to live differently. I want to feel different. I want to act differently. I want to know differently. Lord, forgive me. Lord, save me. Lord, be patient with me. Patience. Patience. That fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit that we all need a little more of. And all we have to do is seek God. Seek God. Get into your quiet place that you might hear his voice when he speaks unto you, letting you know that his patience His patience has not run short. Because without God's patience, none of us can live long enough. None of us can do enough to come to a saving relationship with Jesus. His patience, God's patience has a purpose. That purpose is to delay judgment so that we can seek him and then escape judgment. Get to know this God who will be ever so patient with you as you get to know him. As you get to learn just what it is that you're here for. What it is that he has allowed you to be on this side for. Know that it's not about you. But it's all about him. 
and he is waiting patiently. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us for Bible study tonight. We pray that the word has pricked your heart and has shown you just where you are with your patience as you live out the purpose that God has ordained for your life. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you back again next Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. But thus says the good Lord.